Welcome to the Launch Your Live podcast, a show dedicated to providing you with daily, top-level, live video tips, tricks, and strategies to not only help you start, but also excel at live streaming. Here are your hosts, Christian Karashevitz and Jim Fuse. Are you a crafter or a maker? Have you considered live streaming your work? On this episode, you're going to learn how Susan Smith live streams her quilting business. And I have to say, it's pretty fantastic. Uh, we've been talking with her uh, backstage and, you know, I think you're in for a treat here. Um, so I'm going to pop on and say a quick hello. Hey, everyone. I'm Christian Kersevich, uh founder of uh, Launcher Live. I'm joined by uh, Melanie Diane Howe, uh, my, my co-host here for this episode. And we've got some great topics, don't we, Mel? Yeah, this is going to be a great show. Just merely just it's such a unique type of uh, producer that our live show uh, producer that we have here today. So I'm really excited to hear Susan. She's got some great background, but also some unique tips that I think our audience is going to love. You know, and a lot of people, they think about, you know, live streaming and they think about, you know, oh, well, it's just going to be for doing an interview. You know, they're not really getting into streaming like aspects of their business. Maybe they're going to record some video, do some pre-recorded content. Um, but it's going to be awesome to see how Susan uh, does all of this. Um, so on this episode, by the way, uh, if you're uh, watching, this is actually uh, episode 73 of the Launcher Live podcast. Uh, but we're streaming this out to YouTube. And there's also obviously the uh, podcast out on your favorite podcast platform, whether that's Apple Music, uh, Spotify, uh, Amazon, Google, and much more. Uh, but I'm going to go and welcome Susan to Launcher Live. Susan, it's fantastic having you join us for episode 73. Thanks a lot. Thanks so much for inviting me. My pleasure to be here. So, you know, I, I hope I did a good job, you know, telling people about, you know, the fact that you do quilting. Maybe I, I want to know, though, like, do you do more? And so can you tell everyone uh, more about Susan Smith? Who are you? What do you do? Sure, I will. Well, I'm sitting in front of what is not a particularly pretty background, but I thought that a visual would, would really help you all. I take people's pieced quilt tops, you know, put all the layers together that you see in a finished quilt and do the quilting. So that's what my machine is for. It's called a long arm quilting machine. And so the frame, as you see, is about 12 feet long. And so I'm able to load people's entire quilted project on that and quilt it. And I literally hang onto the handlebars of that machine and doodle the quilting onto the surface of it. So that's what I do for my day job. Very cool. So, okay. So I always ask, we always ask people this question because there's always some sort of, you know, like just a, a thread basically, you know, that kind of runs through things. But when did you first get into live streaming and how has it evolved over time for you? Well, it's probably been about a year since we first started. And I say we, cause my husband is very involved in it too. And we'll talk more about that later. Um, it has really evolved. It just was this first idea. I felt like there was a gap kind of in the area in which I work, right, which is quilting that you see, as you mentioned in the intro, these pre-recorded, heavily edited 
um, versions of people quilting. But there's lots and lots of people out there that want to know how to do it. And they want to know about the oopses and about the problems and about the challenges. And so I thought I'd like to show that. I'd like to stream my quilting in real time just as it plays out in my studio and just show people um, warts and all what it looks like. Fantastic. So Mel, I'm going to turn it over to you. I think you got a couple of questions for Susan, right? Yeah, I, I would really like to hear a little bit more. So obviously, you know, you shared a little bit about why you got started, but did you just start with like your phone, like live streaming? Like how has your live streaming production evolved over time? Because you have some really great live videos that you're doing right now. How did you like, tell me a little bit about how it kind of evolved over time. Well, the credit for that is all due to my husband, Dave. So he's the producer guy and he's also the, the techie person for sure in our family. I would have never done this on my own. So he was acquainted already with Ecamm, which is the streaming program that we use. And so we began right out of the gate with that. And um, we just kind of played it by ear. We just started with the simplest ones. And you can certainly see in my earlier YouTube videos, you know, they're pretty rough around the edges. Um, we just dove right in and started. I love it. That's fantastic. So share with us a little bit about how live streaming has helped your business, whether it be, you know, your social media following or honestly put money in your pocket, right? How has live streaming actually contributed to helping your business grow? It has been marked actually. And what I hoped for and what I have gotten is increased audience, increased reach, right? So I do promote the fact that I do them regularly. I have a newsletter and I'm on social media and things like that. So I let people know and I make them very interactive. So I have seen a, just a steady and consistent rise in my viewers. And the way that that converts into growing my business is on the back end, I have an online course, which is all about the same type of work that I'm doing, this freehand, we call it freehand quilting. And I teach that. And so in the process of my streaming, then I'm able to um, give a certain amount of content away, but then I can also allude to my course. And if you want more information and here's where I can be found and that sort of thing. So I have seen steady growth in that as well. I love that. And I think it's also such a great way for people, especially since you do have this online course, you know, it's a way to give people a sampling of Susan, right? You're teaching style, you know, here you are on video. And so it's kind of building that trust factor. But at the same time, one of the investments they can make is, is buying a course from you. And I'm assuming you use video in that course. And again, it's just giving them a nice sampling of the type of value that you're going to be providing them inside of your online course. So I, I think that's fantastic. I love that. I love, I love, I think that live videos and online course businesses go together really, really well. So that's really exciting to hear. They absolutely do. The one complements the other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I love the fact that, you know, you have that course and you're live streaming. A lot of people, you know, they're afraid to do both. They're afraid to, you know, do live streams because they're like, well, hey, it's going to cut into all my revenue. And the thing is, goes back to, I think, what Mel just said a second ago, which is you're giving people a taste of Susan, they're getting the ability to see, you know, what you're about, your teaching style, things like that, you know, the information you provide. And then that's a fantastic gateway to get them into that course. Um, so I really love that aspect. Now you mentioned Ecamm, obviously that's the software you're using, uh, to, uh, to run your live streams, but is there any other equipment you all are using? I mean, do you do multiple cameras? Um, I know obviously you've got your big machine behind you, but, um, what, what kinds of aspects maybe do you all show? Uh, on your lives when you're showing, you know, your, uh, your process. 
Yes, multiple cameras is certainly a thing. Um, as you can see from the machine behind me, the, the first hurdle that we sort of had to overcome was the was the size of it. So the machine is 12 feet long. The working area is about six feet in depth. And then, of course, I have to walk around it, too. So one of our earliest realizations was we simply have to have multiple cameras. So I do have one close up one mounted on the machine that will show, you know, the detail work that I'm doing. And I have kind of an overhead one that gives the bird's eye view, if you will, mm -hmm. looking over the whole thing from one end. And then we have one that's straight on to my face because we it's quite an interactive program. Mine is. And so people can input questions into the chat. And so I actually answer them and interact with the watchers um, while the show is going on. So that's what the, the straight on camera does. It enables me to talk right into the camera and right to my, to my listeners. Fantastic. Yeah. And, um, so in terms of, um, like how do you see the questions, for example, do you have like, so then do you have a teleprompter or do you have a screen or a laptop or something like that set up or, uh, do you not answer them in real time? How do you, how do you kind of work? I guess. I do answer them in real time. And this is where my producer, Mr. Producer, comes in really handy. So he has a whole setup. Um, his his working surface is my ironing board with an extension on it. And so he has a couple of monitors set up. And one of the largest ones faces me. So Ecamm, which we use for mm -hmm. streaming, allows us to scroll the comments across the screen if we wish. And so he does that for me. He scrolls them on the, the big monitor. And so I can just look up and read the question. And I usually read them aloud so that all the listeners, you know, know for sure what the question is being asked, because it's kind of funny in that because I'm long form, a lot of my listeners or viewers are not always watching. They might be actually working in their own craft room at the time and just listening. So that's part of my shtick, I guess, is I want it to be appealing both visually and in audio form. So back to the question, um, we scroll the questions across the screen and I'm able to read them and they are in real time. I literally answer them while I work. You know, occasionally there's a pause while I'm finishing something that I'm doing, but it is very highly interactive. So when you work, and maybe you know this answer, maybe you don't, but when you were constructing like your show flow, you know, your process, mm -hmm. the different camera angles, uh, did you take any inspiration from something else? For example, you know, if we go back and we look at a TV show or maybe we watch a movie or, you know, kind of the structure of things, uh, did you build your show around a certain model or did you kind of just let it happen? I can't say that I did because I've never seen another streaming or live show or camera show like mine that shows this large of a machine, you know, at work with no editing. So, but I did take from, you know, there's a million YouTube videos out there of people quilting that are edited, that are pre-recorded. So I did take some tips on knowing that I needed to have that close-up camera that, which is showing the detailed work as well as the bigger view. So that's kind of what I took into it. Very cool. Yeah. So um, how many iterations, by the way, and you don't have to give me the exact number, by the way, uh, how many iterations though have, have you been through to because you mentioned, you know, you watched a couple of other videos, maybe they were pre-recorded. You kind of grabbed a couple of pieces from here and here and here and kind of, you know, crafted your own thing. Um, but about how many, you know, how many iterations has it taken to, for you to get to the point where you're at right now? I don't know that I can put a number on it. And I don't think we're at the last version either, you know, because we do still keep evolving. But we certainly have tried out different camera angles or different numbers of cameras. I remember at one point we had four going. And at one point we actually had a screen that showed all four 
at the same time. And that was absolutely bewildering to the watcher, I thought. So, you know, we nixed that right away. And now we more just go from one view to another view to another view. And we don't have them running simultaneously on the screen. So we're still evolving. We're still learning. I think my biggest tip. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. So sorry. No, go ahead, Susan. I do have a tip that has to do with that, which is you have to go back and watch your own lives. As awkward and weird as it may feel, there is no other way to know whether you're smiling enough or whether it's distracting or whether it's clear or whether the sound is coming through. Like there's no other way to know except watch analytically. I, I actually love that you said that because I totally agree. I, I think that I, something that I tend to ask people is, do you watch your own shows? And I know I don't watch every single one of my own shows, but I will watch them for exactly what you just described to almost to audit um, yes. both my sound, the look, the, you know, is, is it really getting what I want? But I really loved that you said you're not on the last iteration because I do think that that is one of the things that makes creating live videos fun is actually evolving and adding new things. And, you know, like I always joke about these, I didn't start live streaming with these bright lights and in who knows, maybe in a month or two, these lights will change. But I, I do think it's fun and it's fun for your audience to see the evolution of your shows as well. And I think that 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 is you're bringing them along on the journey with you and they feel a part mm -hmm. of it as you make new, you know, hey guys, we had a new camera today. Now I can actually show you the, the close up of this particular stitch or whatever. And it just, them being able to see you add more makes them feel like you are thinking about them and continuing to enhance the show for them for sure. So I love that you said that. I want to talk a little bit more about this super extra fancy producer of yours. <laughs> you mentioned that your husband is, he's is pretty obviously, ace. yeah, he's pretty <laughs> integral. It sounds like, and it does a show like yours where you are introducing, you know, different cameras and, but, but at the same time where you are so focused on the, the physical aspects of what you're doing, that is something that I think a lot of people struggle with is, you know, hey, I really want to focus on my content or what I'm demoing or whatever it might be. It's very difficult for me to also be focused on clicking on a computer screen and clicking from scene to scene and switching cameras and whatnot. So that sounds like that's been a pretty, um, you know, has had a really big impact on your ability to create these amazing live streams where you have these different camera angles and whatnot. But talk, talk to me a little bit about how you and your husband, your producer, go work together to kind of like plan that show out and decide who's going to do what or what his role is, um, you know, and how has that evolved over time as well? Well, it is absolutely true that I could not have and would never have attempted this without him because he has the technical knowledge that I simply don't. So it was kind of easy to define our roles then because he takes over all of the juggling of the monitors and the hubs and the cameras and the microphones and things like that. And I just focus on the quilting content, you know, and smiling and thinking of great poll questions for my audience. So yeah, Dave has been absolutely integral. I don't think a show like mine could be done with one person. Like I physically couldn't change the scenes while I'm, while I'm quilting. Like I, I couldn't keep up. So two people are necessary for the show. I love that. And not everybody has, you know, somebody available necessarily to be their producer. So again, 
but I, I always like to share this encouragement, you know, looking at Susan and watching her shows should inspire you and it should show you what's possible, but don't wait until you are able to have this other producer to start live streaming. We're very, very much about, Hey, start where you are. You can look at somebody like Susan and look up to her and be like, that's the kind of show I want to have and, and, and learn and see that's the style that she's using, but don't feel like you have to start there. So definitely just get started with what you have and then know what's possible by looking at people like Susan and knowing that, Hey, you know, she's got a little bit of a help, a helper helping her out, uh, in her shows. And then you can kind of strive to, to achieve that, whether it be someone in your house like Susan, or whether it be even somebody else. And a lot of these tools, um, actually will allow you to have someone clicking around and doing things when they're not even in your house with you in your studio. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot of possibilities there for sure. So, so there sure is. I want to, I want to kind of stick that topic just real quick. Um, obviously, I mean, I see here in the comments, you know, the push and pull between the artists and the producers, very real. Uh, it's quite a, a key piece of the puzzle. So when you first started doing your live streams, for example, for stitched by Susan, did you all, you know, did you both start together or was it kind of like, Hey, you decided to start on your own and then you realized you needed his help or, you know, was this, you know, just a project that the two of you decided to take on? I think it's pretty safe to say it was Dave's idea. Um, one of the earlier kind of iterations that you were asking about wasn't so much live streaming, but early on um, in the pandemic, it would have been. So last spring, April, May, June in there, I first began by doing just some simple IGTV live um, episodes. And I actually went on daily for about three months, every Monday to Friday, every day talking about quilting, you know, demonstrating on a whiteboard, some of my quilting designs and things like that. Again, in an effort to create some sense of community because people were lacking that so much. And I saw it as an opportunity to grow my audience. So right on the heels of that, then Dave had this idea, you know, why don't we show the actual quilting? Why don't we stream that? But from the beginning, he has been involved in the process of setting it up and actually creating the stream for sure. Very cool. So, uh, sticking with that. So, um, what are some challenges that you've run into when live streaming as a crafter? Like, as you mentioned, I mean, you kind of just, uh, you show pretty much everything, like you don't do any editing, uh, but what kind right. of challenges have you run into? Have you, you know, have you run into like sound issues, for example, or, or is your machine like super quiet? Um, have you run into issues where like, you know, Hey, something got snagged, um, a camera, you know, maybe was like jittery, like anything you want to add there? Oh, cameras have actually fallen over <laughs> because, but you know, I'm, I'm honest with my audience about this, usually early in my introduction and sometimes once or twice throughout the show, because people come and go, I'll talk about the fact this is live and unedited. This is my quilting reality show. So if a needle breaks or if a camera does fall over on the stand, I'll say something about it because I'm still in the microphone and we'll just carry on. So Go into it sort of prepared for that and almost have a few scripts in the back of your mind to explain these things away because I guarantee you they'll happen. I guarantee you the batteries on your mic will fail, like things will happen. So just know that it will and don't treat it as a disaster. Treat it as just part of the show. <laughs> yeah, it's not a matter of if something's going to 
to, to be a little haywire sometimes. It's a matter of when, especially when yeah. it comes to exactly. the more you add the, the gear and the, the other layers of stuff to enhance your shows. So, so Susan, this has been fantastic. I've absolutely loved having you on the show, but I believe you have some, some more tips that you'd like to share with, you know, prepping or, or whatnot about your live show. So why don't you run through some of your tips that you wanted to share with our audience? I sure will. And by the way, the Will and Dave show that is commenting is my husband, Dave. He's got his own, <laughs> his own podcast going on. So Love he's, it. That's he's fantastic. Um, yeah, I kind of wanted to share some tips for people that maybe are hesitant about getting started with live streaming and, and, and don't know what it takes, don't know where to start, or maybe don't believe that they have what it takes to do it. So first off, I want to encourage like you must just get started. You won't know how to do it. You won't know what you need to learn even until you just begin. But there are a few tips that I think would help you to sort of focus and and begin with confidence. And one of them is you need to start by knowing who your audience is and what it is that you want to convey. So in my case, I knew that I wanted to show warts and all the process of quilting to help those who couldn't easily visit a quilting studio and see this being done in real time. Your audience might be completely different, but what is it that you're trying to convey and what is it you're trying to show them? And that in turn will help you develop your show flow, for example, and what types of content that you're going to share. Another thing that's been helpful for me, and this is kind of um, practical, is what is a way that I can invite my audience to support me because I am offering a free service and it's a very valuable one. I teach a lot of information as I go and I've chosen to use a little app called buymeacoffee.com and you know, that may not be your thing, but I have taken that and run with it and made kind of a theme, if you will, in my show, which is my cup of coffee. I love coffee. So I'm always taking coffee breaks, you know, and stopping for a sip. And then I introduce my buy me a coffee support program. I talk about my goals for the show. So, you know, maybe we're saving up for a new camera and here's how it will help. And here's how it will make the show better for you. And here's how you can support me. And people are so generous. Sometimes you just need to give them that avenue, but I think it's important to tie it in with what your goals are and what you can offer um, your audience. And then I think it's really critical that you make your guests feel part of the show. So again, mine is a very long form style of streaming, which means it's usually two hours or more. I've done as long as five. So for me, one of the challenges then is to uh, keep people interested, to keep them staying and watching, right? And I do that in a couple of ways. I greet people by name. I answer their questions by name because I can see their name on the screen. Uh, I mentioned earlier, I usually have some polls or questions sometimes to do with quilting, but very frequently not like flip flops or bare feet, you know, those types of questions. And then we chat about them or we chat about things like, you know, what are you listening to today? What kind of music? What kind of audible book? Just ways to keep um, conversation flowing and keep them involved. So all of those things just help to build uh, character, I guess, personality in the show that I have. So, you know, don't try and do that all at once, but those are some of the trains of thought you can kind of follow as you're trying to develop a streaming show of your own. I, I love that. And I, I really love too how you talked about how some of the stuff you're doing, you know, the, the polls and things, and you're just, you're just chatting because I literally am thinking about this concept and it's makes, it's, it's very smart and I love it. It's like, here you are, 
in your, you know, in your living room slash studio, if it, uh, crafting room or whatnot, it's like you're hanging out with your audience, all sitting around at a circle, maybe yeah. stitching together and you're sipping coffee. And so naturally, of course, you're going to talk about other things, right? Because as you're sitting in a room with people and, and doing this, which I, I, I literally have memories of my mom, my aunts and my grandmother sitting on the back porch stitching a quilt together. Like I remember that. And that was just time with them, right? They were just, they were just spending quality time together. And so when you've, what you've done is you've almost created this similar experience, sipping on coffee and, and just chatting about things like (laughs) flip-flops or bare feet, you know, in the summertime. So, and again, it goes back to, you've created your own brand with your show. And I love that you were not afraid to go off topic, if you will, and have these types of just chats with your audience, because that's very much what I envision, you know, kind of quilting with friends would be like. So I love that you've done that. I think that's, I just love it. I think it's great. I think you're doing all the right things. And I love that you were able to share those tips with our audience. I really appreciate that. Wonderful. And I mean, I just want to echo the same thing. I mean, I was thinking about the whole, you know, the way you're incorporating the buy me a coffee thing into it. I mean, uh, again, I mean, it's, and I like the fact that, you know, you give freely of the information and then, you know, uh, people, you know, hopefully people see the value in that. And, you know, they're like, Hey, you know what, let me actually support you, uh, because they do like what you're doing. Um, and the other thing I think also that's key is I like the fact that you and your husband actually work together in the business versus, you know, mm-hmm. uh, what will often happen is sometimes it'll be, you know, like husband and wife and like the husband or, uh, you know, the wife will be like wanting to do something and the husband won't necessarily, um, like they won't necessarily want to be involved or, they'll want to overproduce it or things like that. And so, you know, I like the fact that like, and it goes back to what Mel says well earlier, which is a lot of people, they get into streaming and then they're trying to produce the show and they're doing something that's very hands-on and like, you only got two hands. So you can't, you can't be switching the scene. You can't be also, you know, adjusting the camera angles, um, checking on the comments and things like that. It allows you to focus on what you are really good at. And I have to say, I mean, I checked out, you know, your website and your other channels um, before, you know, we scheduled you. And I was, I got to say, I mean, I'm impressed with everything you're doing. Because the other thing is, you think you were telling me backstage, you do your website yourself, right? I do. You know, and um, it's all about, it's about keeping it simple. It's about also building on what you are doing versus, you know, I think Mel, like a lot of the people that get into live streaming, they take the approach of, they get everything and they have, they don't know, for example, to Susan's uh, answer earlier, they don't know what their why is or who their audience is, for example, you know, and then they've got all this stuff and they're like, oh, I'm, why am I not like seeing any returns on this? Because, you know, you're, you're doing too much juggling for the most part. In your case, like you got everything perfectly laid out, you know, and you know who your audience is, you know, who you're trying to reach, you know, you know, where you're going to stream to, you know, you're not trying to stream to like 10 different places. You're streaming right. to you know, where that core audience is typically going to go. For example, I'm going to go watch your YouTube videos. I'm going to go, I'm going to watch them on YouTube, for example, Right. you know, and I like that you've incorporated Instagram into this as well, because again, you have a very visual medium as well that people should see or they need to see, Um, you know, and then I know, I think you also have a podcast as well, right? I do. And that is a fairly new venture, actually. Um, You can find it at podcast.stitchedbysusan.com. And it is, composed of interviews so far there may in future you know that may have new iterations too who knows but at this point it's just interviews with other quilters and finding out their stories so some of them are you know well-known quilters or designers or you know online store owners some of them are just ordinary women that have a story a reason 
um, a mission behind their quilting. So it's all about those stories. Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, and that gets to the point of like, for example, I'm just going to give a quick plug for like launch your live. That's why I started doing on this show. We, we do podcast episodes, but we do interviews with people who are live streaming because we want people to hear their story, you know, about right. what got them into live streaming. So I love that, that part where you mentioned, you know, you're interviewing people on the podcast, like that, that, uh, that, um, that really touches me because that's like, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, again, you got people that they're doing fantastic work, but people don't know the background, for example, or, you know, um, you know, uh, the person just needs a little bit of that spotlight shine on them. So I love that initiative that you're doing there. Um, and, you know, I, I went back and watched previous um, of your shows, too, and found the same thing to be true. It's really encouraging to see how different people in very different fields can use live streaming. And you feature that very well in your show. Fantastic. Yeah, and by the way, when you reach out to me, I was I was just uh, I was partly I was like, oh, let me go check out what Susan's doing. And I'm really glad that we got connected, you know, and I'm glad that you've wanted to be on uh, Launcher Live. So I just have one question for you, and that's, you know, and you've kind of alluded to this, but where can people connect with Susan Smith to go learn more about, you know, live streaming for, for quilters and crafters and makers? Well, I mentioned the podcast already, but certainly the easiest way is just on my website, which is stitchedbysusan.com. But I will just say, if anyone wants to see what my streaming looks like, I'm doing it later this morning. So at 9 a.m. Uh, Pacific time or noon Eastern, I will be on. And my YouTube channel is Stitched by Susan. Super easy to find. I'll be going live. You can see what it's all about. Fantastic. This has been a lot of fun. Mel, do you have anything else for Susan? No, I just, I'm just so excited that we were able to have you on the show, Susan. I think that not only, I loved hearing about how you have the producer and, and how it, this has all evolved over time, but I really loved the tips that you shared with the audience. And again, I just, everybody needs to go check out Susan's stuff. I'm going to say this, like, even if you don't have an interest in quilting, it doesn't matter because the, these hmm. live shows are so fun and they're really great and you do a really good job engaging with your audience. But also just, again, as I said, be inspired, like go look at Susan's shows and look and see what she's doing. And then even I'm sure ask a question on her live. I'm sure that she or her husband would be happy to tell you how they're doing something. So definitely uh, go check out Susan's YouTube channel and uh, the podcast too. That sounds really, really fun. I love the storytelling aspect that you're doing there. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's truly been enjoyable. Anytime. So I want to thank everybody for for watching. And if you're listening to the podcast, uh, thanks for uh, listening as well. Uh, but this is episode 73 of the Launcher Live podcast, uh, where we discussed live streaming for crafters and makers with guest Susan Smith, who has been showing her quilting process. And uh, it's amazing. So make sure you go check that out at uh, stitchedbysusan.com. But for more information on this particular episode, all you have to do is go to launcher.live forward slash EP73. We'll see you all on a future episode. Thanks a lot for watching and for listening. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of the Launch Your Live podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Also, visit launchyour.live for more resources based on today's topic, as well as access to even more episodes that will help you level up your live videos. That's launchyour.live. So until next time, keep going live.